Blog Talk Radio. Roger. Huh? Request Vector. Over. What? Flight 209er clear for Vector 324. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our Vector, Victor? Tower radio clearance. Over. That's Clarence. Over. Over. Roger. Huh? Roger, over. What? Huh? It's that same bud time. Same bud channel. Every Wednesday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. With your host, Dusty Bowl. Let My People Grow is a show by, of, and for the cannabis community and culture. It's like a radio station. Let My People Grow was created to be a platform for activists, cultivators, extractors, and everyone that's involved in the cannabis community and movement to share their personal knowledge and experiences with the world and the everyday cannabis consumer. Our goal on Let My People Grow is to educate, inform, and empower our listeners about the many benefits of utilizing the cannabis implant in our community and modern society. But most importantly, educating our listeners about the importance of ending the unconstitutional prohibition of the undisputed champion of the plant kingdom, the people's plant, cannabis hemp. Better Bud is in a mystery. It's grown through a community of cultivators. On Let My People Grow, we feature outstanding special guests play music from amazing artists, bands, and musicians who recognize the importance of utilizing such an amazing and beneficial plant. That's handy. Yeah. But I bet a lot of cops smooth folks. No, I mean, look at that band, man. We invite you and everyone within the cannabis community to come on and participate in a live talk show about cannabis hemp. Do you have a question for the host? Want to discuss a recent news story or an event or talk about cultivation or just simply talk about cannabis in general? The request lines are now open. KGSA Radio. (laughs) Give us a call during the live show at 917-889-8298. Be sure to follow Let My People Grow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Let My People Grow where you can catch up and listen to and even download all previously recorded episodes of the show. Be sure to subscribe to the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative on iTunes where you can download and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you all so much for lighting up and tuning in to Let My People Grow. We're keeping you in the know is why we do the show. Dusty Bowls, 
This is episode 32 now. I think there's, wow, or way over half a year's worth. I was just actually checking out where about I've been involved with the CCHI for about a solid year now in the campaign. And, yeah, it seems like yesterday we were just all getting together and talking about all this stuff. Anyways, like I was saying, I'm your host, Dusty Bowles. We're here on Let My People Grow on the CCHI Radio Network. Um, once again, this is a live talk show, a live show. Um, you can Anyone that's out there listening right now can go ahead and give us a call at 917-889-8298. You can ask me a question in regards to... <coughs> excuse me, let me clear my throat here. In regards to cannabis cultivation, uh, if you got a specific question you want answered in regards to cannabis legalization, uh, you want to talk about strains, concentrates, advanced products, current news, medical cannabis, patients' rights, advocacy, or any other topic you want to talk about with the host, um, give us a call, 917-889-8298. I forgot to silence my phone, and that was an ESPN alert. It's probably something very doesn't matter much. Um, anyways. So tonight, we got um, last Saturday, I was out at the Smokehouse Sesh Part 2, had the CCHI Fresno table out there collecting signatures. Thank you to everyone that showed up to that event and um, bought tickets or bought raffle tickets for the raffle that uh, Dab Salute put on. And uh, kudos to the whole Dab Salute team and them. Um, I think Jason tried to call me here. Um, and I, I missed his call, tried to call him back. So we're playing phone tag right now, but I'd love to get him on the show. Or any other of the um, extractors that we deal with, you know, um, PASX, a lot of these guys, I talk to them all the time. I always say, hey, I want to get you on the show, but I've been a little lazy. I've been trying to get a little more formal on uh, my uh, guests, um, you know, just a little template for me to send out to guests to be a little more professional. So I've been working on that. And anyways, um, but tonight, around 1030 this evening, the Terp Tasters will be on this evening and we'll be talking a little bit about uh, asking them a little bit about what they do and who they are and what they're all about. Um, I mean, I, I really know that's why I support them. That's why they're on the show, but we want to hear it in their words. Um, also, you know, we'll just be talking about concentrates, extracts, and the importance of clean medicine for all patients, you know. Um, really cool guys. I'm really glad to be affiliated with them. I'm glad they're in the scene. Um, they definitely support a positive vibe in the community and are definitely um, into supporting uh, the more important issues within our community, like legalization and other issues like the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, CCHI2016.org, where you can go and click the volunteer and donate buttons today or find out where you can sign it in your area. And if you are here in the Central Valley area or in Fresno, or in this area and you want to sign the initiative and you're not sure, you can always contact me on this program right now at 917-889-8298. Or you can instant message me on Facebook at Dustin F. Lowry or on Twitter at Destruction or on the, any of the Let My People Grow social networks pages. Um, there's many ways to contact me. So um, we don't want anyone going without signing that initiative because that is the main initiative that is truly going to legalize it for all people and all patients and in a way that's not going to force out the mom and pops and entrepreneurs and the people that really kept this industry alive when it wasn't supposed to be alive and other and you, you get where I'm going there and that's you know that's essentially what the uh, what those forms of legalization that you see in Colorado, Washington and Oregon you know it's, it's the same thing as the adult use of marijuana act it's the exact same thing um, and we have people and investors and big companies lined up 
um, nationally and internationally that want to get involved with the California cannabis industry. And that means a lot of mom and pops, a lot of people that we see at like these small events and sessions like the Together We Stand sesh and the Smokehouse sesh one and two that we were that I was out at last weekend. Um, and it was very cool. All the vendors um, we'll be talking about a little later with the Terp Tasters on the show. Um, but it was, it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, a lot of uh, it's always good seeing the vendors and getting to talk to them. And when you, you know, when you're getting a product from a vendor from patient to patient basis like that, then it's really more personal and you really get a lot more education on what the strain was, what the process or other things like that. Things that you can't, you won't get usually from just, unless they are a good experienced bud tender, which I always tried to be when I was behind the counter. Um, so, um, but that being said, though, there's also, I think this weekend is Abracadabs or some event like that or something going on. I might be going to that. I don't know. I'm checking it out. Checking out with some other Central Valley peeps and see if they want to roll or carpool or see if we can get down there. But tonight, first dab track, our tra- first track, musical feature of the evening. Um, by the way, we just, we got, we're getting a few more bands reaching back to us saying that, yeah, we support what you're doing. They were allowed to play our music. So we got, um, I think it was the hooligans today, the bad boys of reggae. Um, hopefully we'll be getting some of their tracks to play on their, on the show very soon here. Um, I went and, if you don't know who Big Sticky Mess is, Big Sticky Mess has been a feature on Let My People Grow for quite some time. Um, they were actually played at one of our events out in Berkeley, and they're really cool guys. Um, it was um, really glad that they just released their album, and you can you can get that at uh, Bandcamp.com. Just search Big Sticky Mess, and you'll find their brand new album. You can purchase it. I think it's seven bucks. Um, so be sure to check that out. But with that being said, we're going to play our first dab track, our first music track of the evening. Comes at nine ten for our Hawaiian brothers, Mahalo. Um, this is going to be burnt. This is from their new uh, their new album. Excuse me. Um, this is from their new album. I think it's Headlamp. Yeah, Headlamp. Excuse me. And it is a great album. I actually was able to get a copy of the album when I went to the Free the Tree event that they sponsored and put on down in Santa Cruz, which was really cool. It was out at the uh, Catalyst, uh, at the atrium at the Catalyst. And um, it was a very cool event, very very fun. I got to meet up with a lot of cool people. Um, So with that being said, we're going to play a little Burnt. And this is The Leaf Life. So enjoy this song, and we'll be back on Let My People Grow in the CCHI Radio in a quick bit. Dabs up, light up, and dabs down. Hey, what's up, Danny? This is uh, Eric, man, Chris's cousin. Called to see what's up with you, man. It's probably a little too early, but uh, let's get ready to do some running around. See if you want to meet up, man. Maybe, uh, you know, smoke a or something. Give me a call, dude. I'm going to be, uh, like I said, running around town for a bit. All right. I'm on the south side of Cal and that is on state If you ain't from around here, it's hard to hate Homegrown picking trees at a discount rate Full-blown clones and seeds cultivate for pay Hit the scene in the air, natural blends of green I'm all about the quick business Back to the money machine Keep them counted, dust pile up fast I've been snitched on once, so we hide the cash Prop 215, we abuse it well Keeping smokers out of jail, cause my piss has fell And I know the hot spots where they serve for low Some call it water growth, but for short it's drove Libated from them buds that we grow so nice Keep looking all white like some chopped up ice Home of the northern lights, mixed strands and tight 420 on the dot, provoke the leaf bite. Well, this is a lie. 
this evening is not my message, but ours. Despite our best efforts, shortages of marijuana are now being reported.
drugs help us create love and hope and trust and confidence. Being friends to others is the best way of being friends to ourselves. It's up to us to change attitudes and just simply enjoy life to the fullest. And in the most important area, individual use, we see progress. The U.S. military has more than tripled the use of drugs among its personnel since 1980. Tonight, I can report to you that Vice President Bush smokes marijuana regularly. That was Burnt. Be sure to check them out at BurntMusic.com. That's B-U-R-N-T. Uh, shout out to Danny and the entire band. Thanks for coming on the show a few weeks back and talking about uh, the importance of the cannabis hemp legalization and the you know and your love for the cannabis hemp. And you know we got to talk a little bit about how your band was formed and stuff. So those are all cool opportunities that uh, I, I love to extend those invitations to uh, all the musicians and artists too that we feature on the show here tonight. That you know you can call in and. Uh, promote your own events and your own stuff. If I miss anything or whatever, if I didn't get something you guys really wanted to hear and wanted me to say on the show, feel free to call in and say, hey, we also got this going on, whatever. So these, this is a live show every Wednesday night from 9 to 11. Anytime you can call in at 917-889-8298. I see we got Hedwich on the line. He's calling in during our dab track. Let's check in with Hedwich and see what he was dabbing on during the, the, the back-to-back dab track this evening. <laughs> Peace and blessings. How are you doing, Dusty? Oh, I can't complain. It don't do me any good. <laughs> no shit. As long as you're still smelling the roses and not looking at the roots, you're doing good. That's right. Get back to the radical. Yeah. And as yes, I was dabbing. I was doing some of uh oh chameleon extract sour G or sour OG. Nice. I was actually um uh hitting some of the uh Chill Hill extracts platinum cookies. From my buddy mm. Eric Carl, from that I got from him when we were I was out at the smokehouse sesh last weekend, and man, that stuff is tasty. I, I really yeah. enjoy that stuff. I had some but, of the uh, platinum cookies that Chameleon Extracts did too. Yeah, and, Chameleon uh, does great work too. I mean, really. Oh yeah. Um, concentrates and extracts have been brought up to a whole another level, you know, and it's really it's really on this surge. It's like you know. Back in the days, it used to be, oh, Blue Dream is really popular. It's dominating the market, or a certain strain, or a certain, you know, would dominate the market. Now it's a certain concentrate, or a certain dab, or a certain certain type of concentrate, or the way it's processed, or how long it's yeah. processed. There are all these different things that, that, that all these individual companies, or places, or artists themselves, or whatever, are doing to make them their self, you know, set their stuff up above us. Put it up a step above the rest, shall we say. Well, that is one of the beauties about it. Uh, concentrates is it is an art form. It's a science. It's, yeah. It's it's modern day alchemy, folks. Uh, it's be- best way to describe it. Yeah. I mean, and just, I was in just doing so, you're, you're turning it into a product that's, that's you know above and beyond what normal people would do. I, I remember when we first started doing it. It was you know. Compared to now, the stuff we did was crap. Well, yeah, and then um, like Lou, who was uh, one of the sidekicks that was usually in the show, but now he's got a job, he has to go to bed early, so he can't be in here regularly anymore. Anyways, 
he posted a thing on my page specific about terpenoids and extraction and all these different things. And, um, you know, and like the different, uh, I think it's like 11 or 12, um, like, you know, really defined te- different types of tetra, whatever they are. There's all these different, you can't even, I mean, there's so much chemistry involved and science involved with it. If you really want to break it down and get involved to really understand what they're doing with, you know, extracting certain types of terpenoid profiles from certain plants or, you know, from from certain harvests and bringing those in and marrying them together with other terpenoid profiles to create their own blends and stuff. Well, that's the thing you can do with with the cannabis plant itself because you do have certain profiles in the plant. and, And just like breeding a strain for its, you know, flavor, that's what you're doing basically is breeding it for its terps. And so I remember back in the days, we the first time we tried to cross, um, oh, purple hair scents with uh, the original Humboldt Indica, what we used to call Humboldt Indica. And we ended up with something called purple polecat. And it it had a flavor terp that was just out of this world because it had still had some of that pine tree scents taste to it from back in the old days. Plus, you add into the skunk flavor of the, the Intica, and it was just outrageous. That was some some of what C.D. McKee used to grow. Thanks. Yeah, C.D. Yeah, was I mean, ahead uh, of his time, way, you know, before all this stuff ever started and people started doing crossbreeds and stuff, C.D. was already pr- pulling it off. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, um, you know, um, generational farmers and even people that have been doing it for a life a lifetime, you know. Yeah. That that um, you know, unfortunately, if we don't uh, if we don't see legalization that allows them to participate in a fair and equal way in a, in a fair and equal market, then um, unfortunately, they're just gonna have to go to the wayside. It's just like you see in your local communities when you had a regular. Um, liquor store or regular grocery store or whatever that used to be in your town, but now it's replaced with a CVS pharmacy or a Walgreens or, um, yeah. you know what I mean? Something that can and easily accommodate part, everything you need. You become mm-hmm. a number on, in their machine. Well, yeah, and then all those mom and pops and all those people lose their jobs and they have to shut down those businesses that were a part of the community for years. You know, people rem- have memories going there with their kids and then their grandkids and other things, you know, like. And the sad part about it is many times these mom and pops end up having to go to work for the same, you know, assholes that shut them down. Yeah. Because they have no exactly. choice in the matter anymore. Because mm, they're the main source of employment usually in their community. Exactly. After yeah. Exactly. And that's happening across the nation. And yeah, Walmart's the Walmart popping family up decides they want, want to shut down a place, they just shut it down and screw everybody. Yeah, everybody, you're done. And they're gonna. And I just saw a recent article that said they're gonna be closing like 200 something locations nationwide or something recently here. So well, a lot of people don't know that, that Walmart has a contract with the military government, and they have you. The military government can actually order military supplies through the Walmart distributing centers. So that's a little hidden agenda thing going on there. Huh. Interesante. Yeah, Walmart to me, I mean, they have well, they're making billions of dollars in countries overseas that don't even have Walmarts in them. They're just well, making yeah. money on the interest. They're hiding billions of dollars on the interest they're hiding in those countries. 
Well, yeah, you know, I lived in California my entire life. Fresno is my hometown. I've never moved away from here other than other places here in Fresno. But um, I had family that lived back in Missouri. And when we'd go back there and visit, you know, when I was a child, they had Walmarts. We didn't have Walmarts out here. And I was like, at that time, you know, when I was a kid. And going out there, they did have them. So it was like, what the heck is a Walmart? Ha, 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 let's go check out a Walmart. And you'd go to a Walmart back there at that time, and it was all American-made products in the store. Yeah. Everything that was on the shelf said it was 100% made in America, and that's what they did. They sourced their stuff from America. And then that got yeah. too pricey, and then they started outsourcing everything. And then they realized the real um, way that how much money they can really make and how much they can profit off of paying their employees so little – and essentially not offering them benefits packages and other things like well, that. Well, 85% of their workforce is on uh, government assistance because they don't get enough hours and not enough pay. Yeah, because they'll so specifically do right that. That's they'll, corporate wealth. Yeah, it's, it is. And then and the, and the tragedy of it all. hiring it, those people. Yeah, and the tragedy of it all is it sets a standard wage nationwide, nas- you know, n- nationally because – of you know that's the stand that they're the main source of employment almost nationwide because of how many locations they have and how many employees they do employ and how little they actually pay those employees is uh, amazing and they have no benefits and they always they schedule them at those hours just below those things of of actually receiving those benefits and perks and worst of all they have a piss test program too yep you know. So, I mean, double scandalous against them, you know? Yeah. I don't think – that's one of the reasons why we need to get CCHI 2016 passed in California because it will help eliminate that piss test. Yeah, absolutely. Companies will no longer be able too. to do that. Yeah, they'll no longer that, – that's one of the things that's really big about the CCHI is it's going to protect our employment rights, which is something Oregon never did, which is something Colorado never did. Or Washington ever did, which is a big deal because the, a lot of companies and businesses and larger businesses and corporations, they don't care what state law is. They're going to operate they're, whatever their company policy is is mainly going to fall in line with the federal government because they always use that as a scapegoat. Yeah, it's to say look, that is the, yeah federally this is we we want to have the highest federal standard of of you know. Of, of obeying the, the federal laws in regards to Cause the drugs. Because if they don't, they the, get cut off on their federal money. Exactly. Okay, that's simple as that. They get <laughs> cut off on their corporate welfare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what the bullshit is all about. It's all about this, you know, one corporation's bribing to keep it illegal. The other ones are, are being held captive because of its illegality. And then you got people like the FBI that had to loosen their standards on drug testing because they couldn't hire find anybody to hire. That was when they were trying to hire people for computers. Yeah. Nobody wanted to work for them because they'd go to Silicon Valley and work for those guys, and hell, they'll give them acid. <laughs> yeah, and then we were talking a little bit on your show when I came in on Monday, which was really fun. I really enjoy. Uh, the synergistic uh, feel of me, you, and Don all being on the same program and bouncing off each other is a really a good time. It um, is. I always have a good time doing that. 
but on that on that on Monday's show on your show, the Philosopher's Stone, we were discussing um, uh, how the federal government just recently told those surrounding states around Colorado and all that that you can take this lawsuit and shove it up your keisters. Um, it's you know I'm sorry, but you just can't do it. Uh, worry about your own damn state, and they'll yeah. worry about their own. Yep. The, the, you can't police other states with your law. Yeah. If we did that, the, there'd be a lot of places that would be in upheaval. And the main thing that they they like to throw around in regards to that is the supremacy clause, and that that alone right there that the federal the judges didn't even want to touch it. Based off yeah. of that, is like okay, then they they don't even see um, that in the same light as you do. Whatever the supremacy clause is, they don't have that in regards to state regulation. Yeah, and it's funny too because they've always used that as their scapegoat. Mm-hmm. You know, even in, even we, here in Fresno, like at the city councils and county board meetings and stuff, they always you know I've even heard them you know tote that yeah. around and say and throw that out at meetings, saying, "Well, under the supremacy clause, whatever they say goes," and really we have no say. And it's like, really, you have no say. Period. Be all the only job you have to do here is enact Fresno's county or Fresno City's laws, and 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 you've sworn yourself to the state of California and our constitution, not First. the federal constitution. That's who you're working for right now. You're not working yeah. for the federal government. You're working for the state of California. That's who you swore an oath to us as people and citizens and the state's constitution. You know, I mean, then that's a big difference. You know, so that's what we had to finally do in Portugal. Yeah. You have to convince them, them and say, hey, you're not here to enforce federal law. You're only here to enact, you know, and obey what within the state's constitution. You you don't throw the federal governments around and say, well, technically this is illegal, you know. But, I mean, we know why they do it. They want to keep their funding. They want to keep the people locked up in prison, just like Margaret Mims right now, like we were talking about on your show, too, about that big thing out in Colinga and that that uh, old prison that they want to turn into, like, a huge cultivation and production site. Yeah, a, an oil lab. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, wh- essentially, whatever it's going to be, right? I mean— Yeah, it's going to be a full-cycle oil look, lab you know, from, from oil. She's like— Foaming at the mouth, the the mad Madam Mims, right, is going crazy because she sees an actual correctional facility <laughs> that she could be putting all of us medical marijuana and and cannabis consumers in jail for, and fill that up with a bunch of us or people that are using a non toxic you know, non a plant that's never killed anybody in the history of humankind. You know, what no, I mean? the only like, thing that's killed them is the prohibition. Yeah. The you know the one of the funniest things is the only isn't it kind of kind of stupid that the the only thing that really the only harm about cannabis is having getting or getting caught with it right and yeah. then having it in a place where you're not supposed to that's the only and that's the only negative side effects from it really yeah if it wasn't if it wasn't illegal there wouldn't be an issue you know if if they never put it on the schedule. And called it a drug, which it isn't. Okay, it's not a drug; it's a plant. Yeah, as simple as that. It's an herb. Was, it's an herb, no different than any other one. I mean, you don't see them like I've always said. You know, you don't see them putting Dantura on the scheduling. Yeah, it can kill you. 
and give you mass hallucinations for days of on end. Yeah, I mean, so you can, don't see him eradicating it. You don't see yeah. him putting a penalty on it for having it in your yard. You know, you don't see him running up and down the highways spraying it. There's no, they don't even mention it. It's yep. not even in the drug books, but yet it's a deadly hallucination. You know, and, and there is no safe titrate to it. One seed could kill you. A thousand seeds could kill you. There is no difference. You know, one one person can can take one or two seeds and it'll be fine. The guy sitting right next to him will take a couple seeds out of the same pile, out of the same piece, and keel over. So, I mean, but they don't go out and then start a war against this plant. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, even in states where it's legal, right? Like you're seeing, uh, like up in Oregon recently, they just had the thing saying, telling all the collectives and dispensaries and places that supply medical marijuana that they can no longer accept concentrates and, and extracts and things like that from people that are unlicensed producers. So that's a good glimpse into the future of what you're going to see here in California if the Adult Use of Marijuana Act passes, is you're going to see something just like that, where um, once the licensing and permitting does get enacted, and then they're going to tell all these collectives and dispensaries and all you, all the people that are just, um, you know, that are providing to the patients and people of their community, um, they're going to tell you to, you know, cease and desist. Exactly. Stop doing it. Don't take anything from these uh, producers or these people anymore um, because they're they're now considered illegal extractors or producers because they're no longer licensed and therefore they're untested or unwanted. And how many tests do you or how many licenses do you think they're going to give out? And do you think they're going to give enough? You know what I mean? Especially under something so... Yeah, especially as something like as restrictive as something that's modeled under the Colorado, Oregon, and Washington initiatives. I mean, the Adult Use of Marijuana Legalization Act is essentially the exact same thing in Colorado, Washington, and Oregon that they're introducing here in California. And there are tons of those people, investors, that are already in those states that are profiting from those in those states right now from a legal cannabis market that are ready to adopt to jump right in over here as soon as it's ready. Yeah. Those those supposed like big 19 licenses that are listed in the adult use of marijuana those those are already locked down. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like unless you really know somebody, I'm sorry that you're not getting one of those 19 licenses. You well, know, I mean, you, you might get one this. of the the small other licenses or permits or whatever, but it's going to be essentially like MRSA, how the older collectives or the people that were somehow got uh, accepted by their communities within a certain amount of time will be grandfathered in and have like better uh, permits gifted to them or have some sort of incentive to be in those higher permitting brackets. Yeah. Well, here's my thing on this. What they're going to end up doing is, cornering the market, we're not going to see any more of these, you know, crossbreeds and hybrids that we used to. You're going to have only what they want to breed out, and the strains are going to get weaker and weaker. And we're not going to have these, you know, 
beautiful things like the Della Haze here that I've, I've been smoking that you that you know came from your garden. You know, yeah. it you don't get that specialty item anymore. You won't see them. You know, so you won't find someone that's bred, you know, Cinderella 99 with White Widow and came up with Princess Snow White. You know, you don't find things like that anymore because they won't be done. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go with the best of this one and the best of this one and that'll stay that way. And that's the only one you'll get. You'll you'll see it, it'll be like going to the store and not having any microbreweries in there. All you'll have is Budweiser. You'll have Coors, you'll have Bud Light, and that's it. There's your choice. Yeah, that's folks. that's another damn thing that's so that's so um, unacceptable to me in the year 2016 is the fact that we we still think that um, alcohol is acceptable 100% and will allow people at the age of 21 or even 18 in some states to go out and get plastered in a bar. Until the cows come home, and all they got to do to be a responsible alcohol consumer is get a an Uber ride home that got that gets them, and they make it into their door safely, and somehow make it to work the next day. You know, the, somehow that now they're a responsible cannabis or a, an, al- an uh, alcohol, and they consumer. can still be considered a responsible adult. Yeah. yeah, and they can have their TV shows and commercials around them, like Cheers. And all these other shows, why can't we have a show where everybody knows your strain? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I like that. That, Have it just like a cannabis club sitting there. Yeah, exactly. You have your good bud tenders there and and the whole thing. That'd be a great little show, actually. Yeah. Modeling around cheers. So just because I mentioned it right now in the interwebs, it's already stolen. Someone's already thought of it. It's already oh, yeah, you know lost it. the moment. You <laughs> lost the moment right there, dude. You could have made a million. But of course, then again, we do have this archived and dated. So if <laughs> someone does come up with this idea, I want 10%. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Technically, Hedgewitch was you get on 20, the phone, I'll take 10, okay? in the studio, virtually in the studio, on the phone, listening to the program while the idea came up. So, therefore, he is entitled to at yeah. least a certain percentage of all proceeds and profits earned from any future <laughs> endeavors related to that. That's funny. <laughs> you know, I, it, I mean, it's insane. There's so What I get tired of is watching shows. And we were just discussing this today with Charlotte Pendragon and some other folks here at the house. Um, desensitization and how they have made certain things. You know, for example, Cheech and Chong. Okay. Cheech and Chong for decades carried on the stereotype that all fucking potheads are idiots. Yeah. Okay. And that's all everybody thought we were. Uh, Spicoli from Fast Time at Ridgemont High. There's another perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, all the all the pothead shows, or I should say, all the cannabis shows that come out are basically pothead shows. Yeah. I want to see funny a show thing come too, out like, like Big Bang those, Theory. We catch you those know, things and those stoner things. In, yeah, we we catch those stoner things in all those shows, right? But we never. Like um, when we catch it, when we catch ourselves doing those same exact things, it's like, oh, that's well, yeah, that's just the way it is. 
But when other people say, oh, they're like, oh, that's just a stupid stoner, you know what I mean? Stupid, typical stoner, you know what I mean? But to us, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just something we deal with every day. It's cool. Yeah, it's no big deal <laughs> for us. But, I mean, yeah. then again, they don't see us sitting down talking about philosophy and, and quantum physics and how to create new ideas. I mean, you want to talk about the creativest, most creative people in the world. You look at stoners. We can yeah. figure out how to smoke and create something to smoke or a device to do something of anything in a heartbeat. Yeah, I get, absolutely. I want to get a lot more clever on the show and do like cool segments. Like we could do like the bud study where we, you know what I mean? You have to sit down and we'll do like, like that old segment where that guy on uh, the old PBS program would sit down in a nice chair with the smoker's jacket and read a book that was a, of great importance to the world. That would be funny, actually, to do a book one like that, but do Dr. Seuss instead. Read it in that oh, format, not? but do a Dr. Seuss instead. Or even The Emperor Wears No Clothes by Jack Harry. Oh, you can read you segments go. from there. You know, I there mean, all kinds right of things. There are lots of great books out there, but uh, that is definitely the book, if you haven't read it before, that is going to pretty much walk you through and, and describe and inform you on the the um, vivid details if you're wanting a book that will truly educate you about cannabis and hemp, that is the book of books. It's the Bible of cannabis. And Jack Carrar did a fantastic. I mean, how anybody brave enough to put a ten thousand dollar reward on this book if you can prove any of the information is wrong? That's ballsy. And nobody yeah. in the, has ever claimed it since the publishing of the book. So well, that's funny tell you too, because it depends that. on who you, it depends on who you ask on what the actual amount is. But if you look on the back of it, all of his books or most copies of his books, it actually says it's a hundred thousand dollar challenge to the world to prove us wrong. If all fossil fuels and their derivatives, as well as trees or as as what. Well, as well as trees for paper and construction were banned in order to save the planet, reverse the greenhouse effect, and stop deforestation, then there is only one known annually renewable natural resource that is capable of providing the overall majority of the world's paper and textiles, meet all of the world's transportation, industrial, and home energy needs, while simultaneously reducing pollution, rebuilding the soil, and cleaning the atmosphere all at the same time. And that substance is the same one that did it all before, cannabis, hemp, Cannabis, hemp. That's right. And that was, of course, it was always, it's sponsored by hemp, H-E-M-P, um, America, and then Cincy Seeds, which was one of the big sponsors of Jack's, and Jack's um, one of he they they're the ones that came up with the original Jack Hare strain that a lot of people yeah. seem to confuse with the actual person Jack Hare, which Jack Hare was not a cultivator. He did not cultivate his own weed. Um, that wasn't his passion. His passion was education of the cannabis hemp plant and activism. Yeah. And they just named the plant or the strain after him in honor yeah, the, of Jack Herr. Yeah, the total dedication to him. And in fact, I think if you go to com, they're doing some sort of like strain, like 20-year anniversary because of that strain or like in honor of Jack Hare or something like that. I can't remember. I saw it not too long ago on Facebook. I think Dan actually posted it. 
Dan Hare, the son of Jack Hare, who we actually had on Let My People Grow in the past. Um, great episode if you guys haven't seen that. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, uh, but you can find it on um, either um, iTunes and the uh, podcast app through iTunes or the um, Apple Store, or even in the Android market if you're in there. If you got an Android, you can go um, download the actual um, podcast app, and then from there you can just search for the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, and there you will find all the shows for Let My People Grow listed under there, and you can find all the other shows that are recorded and, and posted over to the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, like the Philosopher's Stone, and um, so be sure to check yeah, that out. Speaking of which, I got to post some shows. <laughs> hey, yeah, you need to get on your job, bro. Yeah, no shit. That probably got. I think I got <laughs> twenty shows, or at least thirteen shows that I have to post up on there. Well, that's the kind of the way it is too with FresGrowUnified.com, my main web page that I purchased the domain for and do all the you know because that back in 2009 when I really got heavy into being a cannabis activist, I purchased that website and it was like my own little thing and website in which I could share information and not be censored by anybody or whatever and you know post a lot of my own blog posts and articles of and the way I see things at so. Um, that was how I got my start. And then, you know, it's pretty much that we're becoming our own media. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's basically what we, you, we've done, you know? Yeah. And you Which inspired is, me to do it and to just coming on your show. And well, that's yeah, why, why I got not? Into it. I mean, why not have a voice? Even if only, if you only have 10, 12, maybe even two or three listeners every week that really tune in or are dedicated to the show. Hey, at least somebody's enjoying it. You're enjoying it. They're enjoying it. You're having a good time. You're talking about topics that uh, concern you. And you're actually, if someone doesn't come across them, you know what I mean? They could be very educational and they could find some music they like. They can find something about cannabis education they never knew before. They can pick up on some tips about education or on cultivation and other things like that that we're, you know what I mean? Just and that that's the main purpose of this show and why I started it essentially in the first place was really to create that platform and uh, a, and a place for all of us to really come on and be able to say our piece, talk about the products that we're consuming, talk about things, the way that we're cultivating them in ways that you don't have to feel afraid about the host tearing you down about oh well that's not the way I do it so you can't do it that way. You know what I mean? I really wanted it to be a free and open place where you don't have to be afraid about, oh, this is the way I do that. I'm not going to tear yeah, anyone down on this show feet. ever for the way that they cultivate cannabis because there's so many ways, different ways that people do it. And it's, you know, and well, until you really try it for yourself, experience, really try it for yourself, then you don't really know because experience is really, I mean, you can read about it all day long, but until you put the, you know, get your hands dirty and actually get in the dirt, then. It's a whole different story. Well, that, that's uh, I, exactly the same thing that goes on in my my uh, show. We we talk about the the synergy that has to be put in and that comes from the plant, you know. And if you don't have that in a proper way, you know, it it can it can affect the quality of what you you're you know getting from that plant. And same thing with what you do and the amount of, you know, whatever 
you know, fertilizer you use or whatever natural ingredients you use or whatever bugs you use. It's all part of that thing. That plant is, is on its own central vibration level. And you are basically interacting with it. The more yeah, you I think interact the more, with it in the right way, the better that plant is going to be. Absolutely. And I think the more you get in tune with it, too, the more responsible you become toward Mother Earth and the planet itself, too, in the way that you... Um, you know, in the way that you're in the nutrients that you're using, if they come from chemically derived nutrients or if they're natural and organic or if they're plant derived nutrients, you know, like um, Kyle Cushman and his veganics, which is completely plant derived nutrients. You know, one of his favorite sayings about his nutrients and the way he used to cultivate back in the day was, you know, my stuff doesn't smell like shit because I don't have any shit in my when I, you know, in the fertilizer that I give my plants, it's literally just plant-based nutrients and other things that are beneficial microbes and other things that really create a living soil and create these beautiful plants. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and once again, you're going back, we're going back to the same thing. It's what you put into that plant. Same thing with the energy that you do when you're working on your plant. You know, yeah. how, how you feel when you're working on them. If you go in there with a bad attitude, your plants will absorb that they will feel that and remember that oh, and yeah. next time you come in they're gonna that's the first thing you're gonna think oh here comes that dude with that bad fucking energy <laughs> yeah. oh man not this guy same, again right same thing you do to people they yeah, need exactly. the energy just as much as as you do with with the other human beings yeah you know you you meet somebody that's an asshole you or you can tell somebody just by the way they hold themselves if they're going to be a person worth talking to and being around. Yeah. And I mean, it, may, it makes you, like I was saying before, you, you get that appreciation for the planet and stuff and plants in themselves. And you really be, you, you get this bond with the planet and the cultivation and seeing the fruits of your labor and the, the uh, benefit of having a relationship with the planet and that you interact with it every day, you know, and, and that may sound weird and funny, but getting out there and actually touching the dirt and, cultivating and seeing life grow from your interactions with it like those are all um very positive things that um that you don't even you know you wouldn't think oh you know unless you're really into it you wouldn't think oh that's not a big deal but yeah it does it brings a lot of positive um reinforcement into one's life and and uh um you know like hey I, i accomplished something and me and me and the planet work together to make this this um this plant uh, you know, and receive its fruit. Well, that's one of the things is what's going to happen if we ha- don't get CCHI 2016 done, and we're going to lose that ability for us to, as consumers, to be able to know the person that we get our stuff from. It's like it'd be like the difference between going over to your next door neighbor who's doing a little microbrewery in his garage and being able to talk to him and, and, and talk to him about how he did his stuff and what kind of energy he put into it. Or you being able to go up to Anheuser-Busch and talk to the president, you know, you're not going to be able to do that. Same thing is going to happen with the cannabis industry. We're not going to be able to talk to the grower. You will never see the growers and be able to talk to the growers like we do now and the abilities we have to now talking to the growers and the breeders and the people that are doing these projects like yourself. 
Yeah, it'll end up being like one of these fancy cannabis business industry or expo events, right, where it's all related to the industry. And most likely you have to pay like $300, maybe $200 at the minimum to be able to even attend most of these events. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. And that's what's ridiculous. I mean, I'm a big thing. I have a big thing about knowing who just doing my weed. I want to know what type of energy they had. I want to know how they felt, how they acted, when they grow it, how they act. I want to know what they did from seed to my lungs or what my system. I want to know that energy has been pure all the way through. And you don't get that in a large grow. No, you don't. You don't get that love that that a private grow will give to an individual plant. This guy has you know, 20 plants and is sitting there checking and looking at each plant every day and talking to that plant and giving it love and making sure the leaves are right. And, you know, do that when you've got a thousand plants sitting in your fucking warehouse. It's yep. getting artificial sun and artificial carbon or uh, CO2. You've got some guy in a bunny suit, sterilized, that has no fucking care whatsoever, other than the fact that he's getting a paycheck. You know, that's not what I want. I don't want my medicine coming from there. If I wanted that, I'd go to a fucking pharmacy. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> calm down now. I think you should play a song before calm, I jump yeah. up and start bleeding yeah, out of the ears here. You just calm down a second there. <laughs> All right, we're going to play a track. This is actually a track from, uh, we play High Praise on the show quite frequently, but this is the basis from High Praise. His name is Kurt Jackson, and he did this song with uh, um, another band called Dub Yard, and it's called Stay High, and he sent this over to me on Facebook and was like, hey, man, I did this song with this guy. I think it would be great for the show. So here it is. Uh, thanks, Kurt, for sending it in. And anybody else that has any recommendations or music or artists or people they actually know that they would like to have on the show or you want to be featured on the show, be sure to contact me at uh, fresgrowunified at gmail.com or dustybowls at LMP or dustybowls LMPG at gmail.com. And from there, we can um, exchange information and we can get you on the show. But thanks again, Kurt Jackson and Dubyard. And this is Stay High. on some of that spoiled patient collective. Yeah, I got a hold of just early morning rise and shine. Wake and big you just in time. Motivation for the grind stay high. Tender season nine to five. Extra shit or overtime. You can't break free. Stay high. I'm feeling it quite the same when you're testing up my patience. They can't complain, yeah. I'm the river. I'm clogged and getting them far before my beacon hit the pavement. Sticky nation, growing up my patience. What politicians driving me to keep the occupation. And if you're feeling me like my patience, and if you're feeling me like my patience, if you're feeling me like my patience, exhale the frustration. Early morning, rise and shine. Wake and bake you just in time. Motivation for the grind, stay high. 
about cannabis like yours is, and in my case, being about both cannabis and spirituality and relig- or magic and stuff, you have that crossover that's fascinating to me. The, the way that the people that don't normally think about using cannabis and magic you know, are now thinking about, hey, there's a medicine that we haven't even started delving into as, as healers. Mm-hmm. A- and as spiritual guides, now more people and more studies are coming out about it. And they're finding out more and more information about how well it cleans the pineary gland from all the, the, you know, clouding and pollution that's been put upon it and poisons. You know, more people are going towards it in, in all fields, not just in the magic and spirituality, but in the science fields and the medicine fields. Even more religious leaders that aren't necessarily on the bandwagon of um, drug use and have always been against drug use, but now they're seeing that the this plant is actually a healing plant, and then they're being doing their own research and finding out that even in the Bible it was used as a healing aspect and spiritual aspect. Did I take over your show? A little bit, but, but the, I got lost. <laughs> Sorry about that, I was, bro. I was like just looking at the marijuana news on my thing. I was just like, okay, cool, yeah, Jeff, just keep on going, bro. I'm just going to look up some... Stuff about the news. Information. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty about us. I we've worked we've been working together for like three years now, haven't we? Basically on yeah. one initiative or something or basically protesting. That's one thing about these shows has been nice, it's given us our our own personal soapbox. Yeah. The, what, what was that what was the name of that event that I sent you that link for? Um, that was the uh Abracadabs. Or abracadabs. Abracadabs, right? Isn't that abracadabs? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, right. just like I was saying, um, out at the smokehouse sesh last weekend, I was out there. I had the table. I was all by myself, so I had to sit behind the table a lot of the time. And then my buddy Steve Mendez, shout out to Steve Mendez, came up who who is uh, also a local activist here in the Central Valley. And has petitions for the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, and you can sign them wherever you find him most of the time. Um, but look for him in his area, in his specific town. He does have initiatives if you're interested in signing it. And um, But he popped out to the table, and, you know, he told me, oh, yeah, I had to pay to get in. And I said, well, oh, man, if you'd have told me, you know, you could have came out and sat behind the table and helped me out a little bit, and we could, I could have got you some free passes to get in. And, you know what I mean, so anybody that wants to volunteer – in the area and wants to, you know, help out in ways like that, then just contact me um, via Facebook, social media, whatever ways you prefer contacting people, email, um, all of it's listed right here on the show. If you're watching or listening to the show or found the show, you can easily find my information because it's all posted right there. <coughs> and yeah, the app, app. Abba, I'm trying to say this right. Abracadabsfestival.com. Yeah, and that's going on in two days, 13 hours, 54 minutes, and four seconds. Now it's down now to. I was looking at, now it's down to 53 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> how they had a clock on there. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I was looking but, at uh, some of the the competitions they were going to have, and the entry fees it, and what it costs to get in to the entry. Oh, I haven't even looked at any of that. I'm looking at their website right now though at abracadabsfestival.com, um, where you guys can check that out right now, and there you can find out a little more information about the event. Um, but as as far as I know, I'm pretty sure the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative and CCHI 2016 will have a booth or at least a presence there at this event. And um, uh, hopefully, I don't know, maybe Steve and unfortunately Jeff has to work because he's a busy man, um, can't go. Yeah. So, but we are going to. Oh, and I'm hating life. I'm just looking at one of the pictures on their page of the last one they had. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, we're looking at buds, too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but, I mean, there is a lot of uh, vendors, a lot of people that they have listed, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I I'm sure it's going to be recognizable a great ones. I see, uh, sh- Let's see. Uh, I see Broke Leg there. Um, a lot of these 420 nurses, Chef Nugs. Dab stars, um, gold leaf, Vader extracts. Uh, not a lot of recognizable names there. I just saw my wife pop on the line there. Hey, wifey. Hey, babe. I can hear you out there. She said, <laughs> hey, babe, and I can hear in the Bud Cave. <laughs> I'm in the Bud Studio in the Bud Cave. She's in the actual Bud Cave. And I'm over here in the Hedgewitch hovel. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's similar to a Hobbit house, if you can imagine. Yeah. Something like that. Something along Speaking those of lines. which, you need to get your ass down here and come visit one of these days. Yeah, I know. I never go north to the northern part of the valley or the southern part of the valley. I don't know why. But what I have, you gotta do I have is bring the wife there. down and we'll go up to the mountains and go up to the rivers up here. Oh, yeah, that'd be beautiful. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I'll take you up to the Sequoia National Forest and show you what the giants look like. Oh, yeah, I love that. I love me and uh, Heidi and our friends Wesley and Amanda and a few other friends, Mark and uh, Mark, a few other people, Mike, my brother-in-law. We all camped up there at the, uh, what was the name of that place, Ben? No, no, I can't remember. Falls Park area. It's one of the higher areas. It's like a nice, like real camping area. It's all nice little camping spots and everything. It's, it's yeah. There's several of them up there. Pier Point or uh, Stony Creek's one of them up there. Lodgepole is that what it was? Lodgepole's over in the uh, Grants Grove Lodgepole. area. That's what it was, yeah. Because we went to the, we went and saw the big Sherm and everything, you know, when we stayed yeah. up there, camped up there, yeah. Yeah. We're we're about our groves about hundred miles, or about I'd say fifty miles, sixty miles down that range. But we still have the giants where I'm at that are bigger than your house. Yeah. Around the base, you know. I, I I was talking, I was sitting on my mom's front porch today when I went to visit her, and you could see from her front porch the silhouettes of the giants up there on the mountains as the sun was coming up behind them. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how huge these things are. You can see them from, you know, 60 miles away. Nice. Yeah. It's just, it's an impressive sight just to see. I used to, every morning I used to get up and just to watch the sunrise, just to see that. It just, it, it, it makes you feel so insignificant when you think about how long they've been there and how many fires they've survived. Cause many of them you'll see on the, in their trunk line where they've just got this big scorch mark where the outside of the bark's been burned, but the inside's still there. And yeah. it just kept on growing. You know, from dinosaur yeah, ages. You're talking about the old, uh, the tough twins, right? Is that the ones you're talking about? The, uh, the oh, we trees. have several of them up around us like that. Yeah. And I've got ones where I've got pictures of Don, and you can't see the top of the tree at all. I had, to take a picture of the top of the tree, I had to take actually three photographs to get the top of the tree. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, I mean, last, last on that's last where I live. Ago, right? Oh, yeah, I know where you live. Well, I love it up there. It's great. I just never get down there for some reason. I never leave this uh, the Central Valley, and we always seem to be stuck here. But I'll get up there one of these days. Yeah. But last last week I gave away two free tickets to the Together We Stand uh, groups of after 420 sessions coming up on April 22nd and 23rd. Um. It's 18 plus and security is enforced and you have to be a Prop 215 patient, of course. But it's a $15 donation, I think, from 12 to midnight. So um, it's it's fairly cheap event. It's going to be cool. 30 vendors, raffles, giveaways, food, games, entertainment, comedians, speaker, and more. And I'm pretty sure they're going to have some live reggae bands and stuff and stuff like that going on there, too. So um, And they're going to have, they're going to be announcing the winner of uh, get free Terps for a year. Um, and you can check that out at www.getfreeterps.com. And for vendor and information, call 559-541-7089. Shout outs to Doja Loka and the entire family and crew over there at Doja Loka Extracts. Uh, I'm looking forward to hitting some of them burritos that these guys keep posting everywhere. It looks awesome. Okay, now that's the one that's May 6th? Is that the one you're talking about? No, 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 no. This is the after 420 session, April 22nd and 23rd. So this is going to be like the few days after 420. Okay. And I'm going to have to take that weekend he, off. Don't get, don't get me wrong, though, because he has a lot of events coming up, too. He has like the, this uh, pizza and dabs event that's coming up that sounds really cool to where I think uh, I've heard, yeah, here it is. It's the Pizza and Dab Chicago Deep Dish. And from what I've heard, supposedly there's going to be actual Chicago Deep Dish flown in for this pizza event and dabs so, or dabs event. So, And for more Instagram, for more inf- information on that event, that is on May 13th. Um, and that is, uh, you can check out more information by RSVPing um, at Dabarella underscore underscore OG and I believe that's on Instagram or email them at togetherwestand at gmail.com and that, 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 that would be right cool. after the, the Together We Stand uh, he's got another one going too I've, I'm looking at right now it's yeah, called yeah. Together We Stand 2 and that's um, May 6th and 7th 
Exactly, and that's that's the one. That's the continuation of the one that I went to. Just I think it was two weeks before the Smokehouse sesh part two. So this is part two of the last one I went to of Doja Lokes events, and it was it was great, man. All the vendors are really cool. Um, it was a great venue where very clean, a lot of parking, no issues. Everybody was chill. It's a good time. That that might be interesting. Get going to. I'll have to take a look. We'll have to figure out. You know, I need to get together and go to another sesh. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, yeah. with that being said, we're gonna play some a little more music. We're gonna probably hear from the Terp Tasters here a little bit around ten thirty in a in the second hour, which we are already in because it is ten fifteen on Let My People Grow on the TCHI Radio Network. I'm your host Dusty Bowles. This is the host Hedwich of Philosopher Stone on Monday evenings, and you're tuned in and we're going to listen to a little bit of let's go with uh, Big Sticky Mess um, one of our original uh, CCHI supporting bands played out at the uh, A Day in the Park event out in Berkeley which was right around this time last year so um, we've, we've been at this with the CCHI for a year hard at it trying to educate people and get them just, just get the word out there you know we started really early last time so uh, with that being said, let's enjoy a little bit of Big Sticky Mess. This is Everybody's Freaky. <laughs>
That was Big Sticky Miss. Um, the original funk for your ear hole. <laughs> um, got Hedwig back on the line now. Uh, everybody's I freaking. Fiki and I like you a lot. <laughs> uh, be sure to check them out at BigStickyMess.com. They just released their new album or a complete album. I know they had two of their demos up for this album um, up on their website and stuff, and now it's finally out. Uh, purchase it. You can purchase it at uh, BigStickyMess.com uh, or you can find them at Bandcamp.com as well. Be sure to check them out. We're back on Let My People Grow on the CCHI Radio Network. Back with Dusty Bowles and Hedwich, and my wife is comfortably sitting in the on the uh, on the queue, just sitting there listening to the show. So, it's a family affair, folks. <laughs> it always is. Like I say, <laughs> I have a tribe. I don't have a family. I have a tribe. That's right. It takes a village. That's right. <laughs> um, That's right. So what, it was like last night or yesterday at my place. It, it, I had over 20 people show up throughout the day. It was just hilarious. It was almost like a revolving door at my house. It was so funny. <laughs> but, I mean, my, so, I started off at 2 o'clock and then took about a six-hour break and then had to get back up again and start all over again helping people. And then today I had... Uh, one of the one of my healers that I know come over and do hot stones massage for me, which was really nice. Yeah. And did you see the news? Of course, Norval officially endorsed the adult use of marijuana legalization act. Oh, oh figure on that one. What an endorsement! Who didn't see that you've coming? Got, you've got to protect your interests. You know, if you don't have anybody arrested, then you can't fight for them. Well, not only that, but don't I mean, make money. Yeah, the, well, the top industry people in the cannabis industry are the people that probably donate, are the people that donate the most funds to those groups. So, of course, they're going to protect their interests. Of course. Yep. It's hilarious. It's, it's, I hate to say this, but it's really no better than high times. You know, They'll they'll write an article about how wonderful mar- medical marijuana is, and they'll turn around and write another article that says there is no such thing as medical marijuana. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you got to respect uh, uh, any magazine or media outlet that you know gives uh, fair and open, equal opinions to people to write and do their own. You know what I mean? And they have they have uh, changed over time. Of, yeah. Uh, on stances like that, but you always have, there's always people that come in there that have a really, uh, what, what some of us would consider a radical opinion in regards to, uh, legalization or a certain form of legalization, you know, and they, they, they see a lot of it as asking too much too soon or, you know, and like the, 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 the majority of people will never go for these things or, or stuff like that, and it's like uh, maybe well, here's, here's live, my dude. thought on that. You know, they say we're asking for too much too soon, but how quickly did they take it away from us? It was split second, and it was made illegal. Mm-hmm. So in that same split second, it can be made legal again. All they have to do is deschedule it. Boom, it's legal again. They can test it. They can turn it into medicines. They can do whatever. 
everybody will be able to do with whatever they want with the plant. Should be no different than a freaking tomato. Yep. And I mean, if I want to grow enough fucking tomatoes that I can make ketchup and sell them to my neighbors, I'd have to buy a license and do it properly. But Mm -hmm. if I want to make enough tomatoes to make ketchup and keep it for myself and share it with my neighbors without charging them, nothing should stop Mm -hmm. me from doing that. Exactly. That's the fucking American way. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, if you want, I mean, it's always been that way. If if you want to make enough, or if you want to be uh, turn yourself in difference between a home gardener and a farmer, you pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Simple as that. And you get and the only license. reason you pay more taxes is because you are making more money. Yeah, and like nobody's sitting here advocating for the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative and the CCHI because there is no regulations and it's simple. We're advocating for it because it has minimal ones that will allow everyone to participate in the market and industry like they have been for the last 19, 30 years in the medical industry at least. You know what I mean? Without shutting well, you, those people out. Well, and you know as well as I do, what's going to happen is we're going to go back to our old school ways. And we're not going to go back willingly. We're being forced back into the black market again. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to afford what they're putting out there. We're not going to be able to, I, and me personally, I don't want to touch it. I don't want to touch stuff that I don't know where it's been. You know, I am a very stickler on it. You know me, and you've been smoking with me for a long time. You know, I want to know from beginning to end what kind of energy put was put into my sacrament, my medicine, my health regiment. You know, if it's going into my body, I want it as pure as pure can be. Absolutely. Yeah, and not just from chemicals, but from shitty attitudes and bad aura. When you get people out there that that are are producing mass quantities of plants and and looking at it as a job and not giving a rat's ass and not giving each plant individual love and attention because they're taking care of, you know, a thousand plants instead of taking care of 20, there's no love in that plant. It's just there. Waiting to be slaughtered. It, it, it's the same difference between raising a sheep for slaughter or raising a herd of sheep for slaughter. The herd doesn't get, you know, they're just numbers. Yeah. I just found this interesting article on uh, Mashable.com about um, how the CDC is just, is or the recently the CDC is telling doctors to stop testing patients for marijuana. It's interesting. As a part of its plan to change the healthcare community's cavalier attitude towards the distribution of dangerous prescription painkillers, the federal government has advised physicians across the United States to stop testing their patients for marijuana. Last week, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, released an uh, updated set of guidelines for prescribing opioids to patients suffering from chronic pain, 
buried inside the language of this attempt to put a leash on the prescription painkiller epidemic, the CDC urged doctors to modify their drug screening policies in an effort to prevent those testing positive for THC metabolites from being disqualified from treatment. That's a good step. Well, that is a, a step in the right direction. Right. Well, they also t- did this week too, where they—I'm um, trying to get this right, if I can remember this correctly—they made it so CBDs are now considered a drug, so that um, they can no longer be given away in health food stores, like the CBD-only oils. And they're starting to send out letters to people that are producing these CBD-only oils, cease and desist letters. Well, yeah, and this is something that I was just recently on subject with with Chris Conrad in one of his Facebook posts. He was talking about um, how the uh, the federal government was cracking down on CBD, and it, and I just put my two cents on and you know, I think maybe it has a little something to do with the fact that there's a lot of companies out there right now that are selling hemp, hemp derived CBD oils, not yep. whole plant cannabis plant oils, which are totally yep. different and have, and have, and, and the, these hemp companies are selling these as, as medicinal hemp pro- CBD products, you know what I mean? And legally, because it's hemp and it's not this other thing, it's not it's not marijuana, right? So they can legally sell it. And most of this stuff that they that they get that this hemp itself isn't even cultivated for um, consumption purposes or medicinal purposes. It's usually no, it's, it's for byproduct fiber. waste. It's the fiber and waste of the the stuff that's not used in the United Kingdom. That's really it's mainly used to cultivate for fiber purposes. And paper and stuff like that, which means that you know they could be cultivating in an area that has toxic toxic metals or other things that they're trying to remove from the ground while cultivating that hemp, and and specifically because it's not going to be used for human consumption or other things, but they're selling that stuff off afterwards into legal states where they're in turn taking this and and uh, processing it into CBD medicines. And and actually, a lot of people are even getting sick from these things because it it comes over on freight containers on long on long boat rides from overseas to the wherever these places you know the places in the United States, and then it gets processed. Well, once again, we were talking about some of it's coming from China, and it's hemp. Our byproduct waste is basically scraped off the floor. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's kind of like in China too. We had that what is it that honey that's not even honey or whatever that keeps coming over to into the United States that they have a ban on or whatever. Yeah, well, they, I mean, that's one of the things. That, once again, it comes back to what I was saying about what knowing where your stuff comes from. Okay. And yes, mm-hmm. I agree with I fully agree with them putting a uh, stop to the CBD only scams, the charlatans that are out there. Yeah, but the, but in turn, that like you're saying though, it, that affects the true medicine and the whole plant extract and the growth exactly. and stuff that we've seen with that. It's going to put a huge halt and hindrance to that, and, and you know, and that has to do with the fact that 
Yeah. And really, these companies, these hemp-based companies are marketing and profiting off of the praise that the whole plant extracts are are and are are uh, really achieving. You know, what I mean, they're taking those examples and those um, success stories and taking them out into the public and saying, "This is what CBD can do for you." And then they're giving you just legal CBD medicine versus going to an actual club and getting and getting real medicine. And getting real medicine from a cannabis plant that was cultivated and intended to be used yeah. for medicine. Well, the, p- people don't understand that, that there are strains out there that are very high in CBDs and low in THCs. They've been bred that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're using those plants, full extract of that plant, mind you, to treat a lot of these illnesses. Now, the problem is, is that without the THC that's in that plant, to counterbalance the effects of the CBD, which is going to actually combat diseases, but at the same time, that you need the THC to build up the immune system is the way it's basically working. Without the THC building the immune system, the CBD only will, will actually become less effective as you use it. And could cause you to get sicker. So you have to have at least some THC in there. So these oh, yeah, ones you, that are getting it from the hemp plant, which a hemp plant basically has 0.000.0001% THC in it, which is basically nothing. Yeah. Okay. So you can't get enough THC to counteract the CBD effects and it will cause people to get sicker. No, I mean we uh, we I know from um visual experience and people we know. I mean look at Jason and uh Jaden David, you know, what I yeah. mean like the fact that that kid has been um doing as well as he has for as long as he has is 100% attributed to cannabis. And um his dad will tell you that it's uh, he and he will strongly recommend that anyone that's going to look into using those oils use whole plant extracts. And his the Jaden Juice company and the company that they have that their products are that way. They have a CBD, they have a blended one, they have a strictly CBD one and a THC one. To where if the all if the whole CBD thing works for you for a while, it's only going to work for a certain amount of time, and you're going to have to get the other ones, and you can um, switch it up or vice versa, or just start with the mixed one or different ways of combining and and having an and uh, adopting uh, titration and things like that into how much you use and actual dosage and things like that. Well, parents also need to understand that the CBDs that they're going to be using and the the cannabis that they're going to be using on their children is going to be so much better for them than what – the chemicals that the doctors are going to try to put it or have been putting in them. They're turning these children basically into crippled zombies. Yep. You know, and the doctors cannot, the only problem is the doctors aren't making money off of, of the cannabis. And that's why they're not prescribing it to people. Okay. They're getting doctors get paid to, to pimp out pills. Simple as that. Anybody that cannot see that is intentionally being blind. 
and ignorant. Mm -hmm. Okay? It takes a minimal of research to figure that shit out. Yeah, I mean, it's the information age at this point. Uh, ignorance is a choice. You're choosing to remain ignorant. You yeah, can find so much education and information on just about any subject and topic you can possibly find at the touch of your fingers. Um, this isn't uh, the dark ages of the 1990s or even 80s, 70s, and beyond. You know what I mean? Like, everything is at your fingertips. You can literally be um, as informed and educated on the basics of almost any topic or situation just by, you know, informing yourself and self-educating yourself on the Internet. Um, now, I'm not saying that everything you see and everything you read on the Internet is 100% true. You should take everything you ever Cross see and reference. read with a, Yeah, and take it with a grain of salt. Never believe, you know, everything you see and read. You know, check into it. Look into the facts. Don't just believe it because it's in an article on a fancy web page because there's a lot of marketing and sociology and stuff that goes into um, the web page designs and all that stuff too to make sure that you're attracted to certain things and um, and the, like how pretty much we've seen that ads now are like their own web pages essentially you know you can have a really good article that's really just an ad for a company you didn't realize until you get to the very end of it yep yep and that, that I mean, that's brilliant advertising but you get totally sucked into it it's just like an infomercial yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like everybody reading it, and then halfway through the article, you find out that you just read, you know, some guy's promo for a product that he's trying to pitch. Yeah. Like everybody's I mean, sucked in right really. now to let my people grow on the CCHI radio network with your host, Dusty Bowles, and Hedgewitch is with me on the line. Uh, we're going to listen to one more track. Hopefully, we'll hear from uh, the. The Terp Tasters tonight on this evening show, they're supposed to call in around 10.30, but it looks like they're running a little late. Hopefully we'll hear from this evening. If not, no bigs. We'll get around to it. Um, let's listen to a little bit of Soul Remedy. This is a classic band that we've featured a few times on here. Um, this is Masaya. I'm giving my life, I'm giving my life. 
existiendo, compartiendo en la misma realidad un universo infinito, sin límites a explorar, más allá del conocimiento, más allá de la fe, más allá de lo que piensas, más allá que estás viviendo, toma tiempo a despertar tu conciencia, ciencia sagrada, elaborada por los seres divinos, un camino, espíritu santo, liberando tu mente y tu corazón. SMC Green Crack. Woo! Man, that stuff is tasty. Tried some of that out at the Smokehouse-ish. And we're back on Let My People Grow. It's on the CCHI Radio Network. Excuse me. Um, I just took a fat dab out of my little Slugworth rig here. Mr. Dabalina, that's his nickname, by the way. Um, shout out to Slugworth. Be sure to check him out on Instagram, Facebook, all your social me- all your social networking sites, all that good giant. Um, we're back on Let My People Grow. I think I already said that, so just ignore it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hidwitch is on the program with us as well. Blessings. <laughs> Sitting here dabbing <laughs> on that sour OG, still trying to clear that one dab I'm, I first started with. Nice. So I've, I've done three different dabs from three different people tonight. I've done Chill Hill Extracts, uh, Platinum Cookies. I've done... Um, sh- this um, Spoiled Patience Collective, um, they write the name on the side in Sharpie, and it's been rubbed off, so I can't really tell what it is. But uh, I can tell you that every single one of the sugar rolls that I've got from uh, Spoiled Patience Collective are phenomenal. Okay. Um, this green crack, that, I, and then I just hit some of this SMC extracts um, green crack. It was um, a super bomb. Yeah, I was just finished. I just finished off one of their um, oh chameleon extracts. Oh shoot, what was this stuff? It was um, 
Oh, I had sour cookies. And then I just opened up one that was uh, sour OG just a minute ago. But I was doing some of it there. Um, Granddaddy Perps earlier. And oh my goodness, I about put me out cold. Nice <laughs> smooth terp action on it, but and everybody that tried it with me is like, oh my goodness, I'm locked into this couch. <laughs> yeah, I had you know, I, when I went to the Together We Stand sesh too, um, I got to chalk with the guys over at uh, the couple actually at Couch Glue Concentrates. Um, the ones that I purchased like those the pipe couples. from you. Uh, yeah, they're really good people. Um, and I got some, I think it was Tangy from them that was really, really good. Did you get Maybe. a link from to them? Uh, what do you mean? Um, I'm going to have to find them because they, they bought one of my pipes. And I'd like yep. to get a hold of them and see how they like it. Well, if you'd ever get around to creating an Instagram where you can find Let My People Grow. Uh, yeah, at, well, if you ever get yeah, a phone that's worthwhile. Um, now that you have a job, that's really your problem now. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's I mean, one of my steps. I mean, I'm, my first step is to go from an air mattress to a real mattress, okay? So I can have an actual pet and familiar in my house. That's my first goal. <laughs> but yeah, um, iPhone's right up there. Yeah, be sure to check them out though on Instagram, Couch Glue. They do a good job too. And that's what's funny is like the whole industry really and the whole cannabis thing is it's really based around um, concentrates. Now they just want the concentrates that really um, taste exactly like the plant and as it was grown. And they don't want to taste all the plant matter, chlorophyll, and all the other stuff. They just want to taste the pure terps and the flavor from the plant now. You know what I mean? That's really all they want extracted. And it's gotten to the point to where they're actually like just going for specific terpenoid profiles and flavonoids in these plants and extracting those and or or you know what I mean? I don't even know. Like, are they even adding? You know, like. Um, non-cannabis related terpenoids because there's terpenoids in everything. Yeah. Right, and you know, ter- yeah, exactly. There is terps in, in just about every plant matter there is. Right, and that, that PASX uh, pineapple stuff that I got from them, my God, that stuff tastes like candy, bro. It tastes like... Oh, yeah. I love PASX stuff. Oh, man. It's amazing. That's great stuff. Yeah. But it's like Justin does some great work. I've seen him. Yeah. I've well, somewhere around. I've got downloaded. I've got a picture of him, and he was just looking for something in his briefcase, and he has four sheets of dabs in his hands. Not just dabs, but we're talking full sheets. And he's looking around, just holding these in the air. And, and I, I snapped a picture of him. I've got to find it somewhere. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was out at the smokehouse session too. They had a booth. They were vending out there, and then he came by and said hello, and we chatted for a little bit. Then I went over to the Good booth, people. and I got some of the – yeah, they're great people. And I went and got some of that pineapple – I think it's pineapple rush or something. I don't know. I have it in the other room. Uh, but, man, it is delicious. It's straight he, on. I mean – He's always taking care of me well. I mean, he – I just told him basically, you know, who I was and that I was, you know, a hermit and – my person had moved away, so I hadn't had any dabs in months. And he just grabbed a whole stack of dabs and handed it to me. He said, here. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I, he gave me a good $200 in dabs and just here, have them. Yeah, yeah and that's, 
That's what's that's cool what about the these events. This yeah, these events really that's all about them getting in there and then you know, I've seen I've seen Joseph Dunbar from Chameleon Extracts just walking around just handing stuff out. Just here you yeah. go, here's free stuff, here's free devs, here's free subs, here, you know what I mean? Like yeah. and Joseph did that does done that to me too. I mean he's given and I'm me not saying you should go there expecting handouts and all these things, but I'm saying that, you know, that, Hey, they, they really care. They want people to see their product, taste their product and share the cannabis community is providing. It goes back to the same old thing of that's what people should be doing. The the cannabis community never lost that. They never lost that feel of sharing. Okay. I'm going to cut you you off right there because I got a caller. Which might okay. be one of our one of our friends from the Terp Tasters on Let My People Grow. This is Dusty Bowles. You're live on the CCHI Radio Network. Can you hear me? Are you there? 808-365. We're getting a lot of road noise. Yeah. That's it. Road noise. So we're going to mute that guy. Stay with us, man. Just listen in. Maybe he's just calling to listen in. Maybe he wanted to say something. I don't know. Yeah. But what were you saying before? Now I'm trying to remember. Oh, the, about the sharing part of it, the community part of it. I mean, back in the old days, a, a man grew a crop. He shared it with his neighbors, you know, and then he traded with his neighbors for the milk that his neighbor was getting or the cheese that his neighbor was getting from the cow that he had. You know, that's the way communities worked. And the cannabis community is one of the strongest ones there, and that's why they want to regulate it, because they don't want people to share their medicines and share their spirituality and share their enjoyment. You know, they want to make a money on it. I want my money. I've got to exactly. make my profits. Yeah. All right, we're going to listen to one more track. And then I'm okay. going to try to see if we can maybe, maybe if this is someone from the Turp Chasers, maybe we can get them on before in the last 10 minutes of the show. So uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of Oregon. This is overtime. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back. I'll let my people grow. <laughs>
That was Oregon with Overtime. Check them out at OregonSpace.com. Um, and there you can purchase their music, find out where their shows are taking place. Um, one of my favorite bands, I'm a total fanboy, like Jeff was saying, reaching out to the bands and um, getting in touch with them and really finding, you know, this is one of those bands that I really, really like and like I'm a total fanboy when I reached out to them. Um, same with the Monophonics and a few others. Uh, like I was saying, Ancestry and others on the show. So um, it's very cool, though. It's fun, and it's like our it's our own media, and that's a, that's one thing too. Um, I like that we were talking about on our on your show on Monday is we we're talking about social media. Um, I was actually on um, KS uh, what is it KSCEO I think or KSEO or whatever in Santa Cruz um, on the cannabis. Oh man, what is it? Cannabis Connection, I think is what it's called, or something like that, with Christopher Carr, which is actually the basis from Ancestry. And um, we sat there for a good hour and we were talking about how you can utilize social networking to, you know, towards advocacy and activism and how um, just creating pages that uh, help ed- educate and inform people um, are good things and you know posting stories about positive stories about cannabis and um sharing the education and stuff you learn like you can you can literally right now go to jackhair.com and read every chapter and just for free and just read it and just get that education you know what i mean and pass that along um to the next generations and um we you know i mean the Essentially, cannabis and really hemp is hemp is essential for the valley and the economy and the people and really the entire United States and the world. Essentially, I mean, like there is a reason, like we were talking about earlier, right, Hedgewitch, with a hundred thousand dollar challenge on the back of Jack Hare's book that no one ever claimed or could ever, you know, beat. Yeah. You know, yeah. and to me, if if I had a government rules that said something should be illegal, and someone produced a book that said bullshit, I'd be the first to want to be in there and claim that reward, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, hey, that's fucking a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and then you can't even do that. The AMA mm-hmm. can't do it. You know, who who is supposedly totally against it. You know, in the book, it says right in there in the book that it'll cure cancer. How come they didn't come out 30 years ago and say that's a lie? Mm-hmm. Because they knew that for a fact it would cure cancer, but they didn't want anybody to know about it. So they didn't bring any publicity to it. They just let it sit there and be hush-hush. Well, therein lies that whole rub, right, of like, um, the federal government doesn't done any official, uh, you know, officially accepted and approved and sanctioned. We need more studies and research. So therefore, until it is and has been done, then you can't really say it's cures cancer because then you just sound like a crazy person. You know, well, that's all bullshit. Thing. I mean, when you see people giving testimonials and you see people go from wheelchairs or deathbeds to um, walking without canes or cancer-free, you know what I mean, through the power of cannabis, through their own testimonials and videos, it's hard to dispute um, what you're telling them and what you're telling us not to say versus what we're actually viewing and seeing actually happen before our eyes. 
Well, that's the whole thing too. You know, you you've got the proof there already. You have cannabis, which is the most studied plant and chemical there is on this fucking planet, man-made or or synthetic or natural. Cannabis has had more studies done on it than any of them. So you went and made Jeff angry now. Yeah, you went and made me angry again. But uh, and then they're going to turn around and tell us that there is no studies done on it, and we need to have more studies done on it. Don't lie to us. Stop with the illusion. Yeah, and then you know, stop lying to the children. You know, I mean, that's another thing too. Like, don't be afraid to tell the children the truth. I mean. They know it's true, you know what I mean? Like they, that's why, the reason why children are so inquisitive about things is they genuinely know, you know, like, and that's not as bad as you're telling me, and I'm going to figure, and I'm going to find out, you know? Well, that's one of the reasons why their Dubs D.A.R.E. program never worked properly, is because they were telling these kids a lie, and these kids were looking at them, and they're looking in their eyes and saying, you're bold face lying to me so what else are you lying to me about yeah is exactly Santa Claus just, not real too <laughs> yeah exactly it just leads to all those other questions but we're at yeah. one minute left so thanks Hedwich for being on the hey, show tonight always I'll a pleasure bro blessings that. on you and your family thank you man uh, we'll have to get together soon we'll have to set up and uh, hopefully we'll get something going up in your area your neck of the woods yeah I'd like to do that. If you know if you know some people, I'm going to try to find a venue for folks to do them in our area. So Very cool. We're going to have to get together and do something. For sure. All right. Blessings on you. Thank you. Have a great evening. Um, all right. We're back on Let My People Grow on the CCHI Radio. Before we take off for this evening's show, I want to say thank you to everyone that came out to the Smokehouse Sesh. Um, signed the signatures, came by the booth, have had a conversation about cannabis, and um, pretty much learned about the CCHI. Um, you can go and learn about the CCHI right now, cchi2016.org. Go to that website, and from there you can click or volunteer. Find out um, where you can um, sign the petition today. Um, be sure to like Let My People Grow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all the social network pages. Peace and one love. Everybody have a great evening.